This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Wednesday, January the 26th and first today, a Canterbury police officer could lose his job after video emerged of him attacking his ex-partner's friend. Shut up! Don't touch me! Shut up! Don't touch him! He didn't do anything wrong! He didn't do anything wrong to you! Shut up! Don't touch him! That's the moment PC Robbie Egan assaulted the man in a car on Fernley Avenue in Herne Bay last summer. Magistrates were told he dug his forearm into the victim's windpipe before punching him. Well, he's admitted assault but claimed he was extremely emotional at the time because he'd just completed the sale of his late granddad's home. The 30-year-old has been suspended by Kent Police and faces a disciplinary hearing once court proceedings are over. Elsewhere today, the families of four men murdered by serial killer Stephen Paul have welcomed a coroner's report which raises concerns about the police investigation. 21-year-old Daniel Whitworth from Gravesend was among the victims. An inquest found basic failings by the police were likely to have contributed to three of their deaths and several recommendations have now been made. A man who destroyed three cars in an arson attack outside a house in Maidstone has been jailed. Tyler Mitchell deliberately set fire to his friend's vehicle on Tunbridge Road in May 2020 after an argument. Well, the blaze spread to other vehicles, a tree and bins, leaving residents terrified and causing £12,000 worth of damage. The 23-year-old from Churchill in Charing was identified using CCTV footage and has been locked up for nearly two years. Now, more details have emerged about an ambulance crash on the A21 near Sevenoaks, which killed a young paramedic. Lucy's got the latest from an inquest which is opened at County Hall in Maidstone. Well, Alice Clark was a front seat passenger in the ambulance, which was being driven to an emergency on blue lights when it crashed into the back of a cement lorry on the evening of the 5th of January. A coroner said for reasons unknown, the vehicle took the slip road to the lay-by instead of the next exit towards the Morley Road roundabout. It was being driven by male paramedic Edward Riding, who was taken to a London hospital with life-threatening injuries. A student paramedic who was in the back of the ambulance also also suffered severe concussion. Alice and the driver had to be cut free from the wreckage by firefighters, but she was pronounced dead at the scene after suffering lower limb and pelvic fractures, as well as a haemorrhage. The 21-year-old had only started working with the South East Coast Ambulance Service in November and her devastated parents have paid tribute to their beautiful, kind daughter. Family members and emergency workers laid flowers by the roadside last week. The inquest hearing has now been adjourned. Thanks ever so much, Lucy. And a man's been arrested after officers seized tools and cannabis in Dartford. Police were called to the Cornwall Road area when a man was reported to have been seen trying car door handles. The suspect, who's in his 40s, remains in custody. Kent Online News. A leading education expert in Kent has supported parents' concerns that not enough school places have been created within a huge new housing development. Earlier this month, you may remember, we told you on the Kent Online podcast how mums and dads 
moving to Ebbsfleet Garden City were struggling to get their children into the two new primary schools there. It's because when the schools first opened, fewer people lived nearby, so places were offered to children from further away, and now their siblings can get in too. Well, Peter Reid says it'll take some time to sort itself out. There are no places in Ebbsfleet for families moving into the area, and not until a few years down the line will there be any places. So parents will be referred to outside Ebbsfleet itself. And unfortunately, if you look at the six nearest schools to the Ebbsfleet Centre, just one of them has got vacancies. And that's actually the problem, because that school is very unpopular. Currently, it has 39 vacancies in the reception year. That's all of the vacancies for the whole of these six schools. So parents will be referred to this one school, which is very unpopular. And it's on the edge of the area in Greenhithe. Now, KCC's own documentation says there's not an immediate problem because, guess what? There are 38 places vacant in the area. That's Ebbsfleet and Swanscombe and Greenhithe. So they are saying there isn't a crisis. There is, make no mistake about it. If we look at Dartford, which many parents will look to for an alternative, at the recent school census, there were just four reception places across the eastern half of Dartford. They will have gone by now because Dartford is also receiving people moving into the area from London at the moment. And KCC's planning document says, yes, there's a couple of two forms of entry will open in two years time at a school, an all through school being open called Alcaden. Another one form entry will be opened at a one of the current Ebbsfleet schools, which opened in September, but still hasn't got places at its own school because it hasn't been finished. So we've got children going to Ebbsfleet Green being bussed all the way to Strood at the moment. And part of the solution is to have an extra form of entry there. So that doesn't look very likely. And if you look over the next five years, which is what this planning document does, it actually says, well, there's not a major problem because there are actually currently over 200 vacant spaces at this unpopular school in Greenhithe. So we've not got a problem in the area, but parents are quite rightly saying, if it's so unpopular, why should we have to go there? Well, earlier this month, we did hear from the Ebbsfleet Development Corporation. Ian Piper is their chief executive. Here's a reminder of what he said at the time. It is something that we have a, a continual discussion with Kent County Council about so that we mo- they and um, will monitor closely the take up of school places, the availability of school places uh, and whether there is enough provision in, in the area. Uh, and we liaise very closely with Kent County Council on that. And the County Council says a new school will be opening in Ebbsfleet in 2024 and capacity will also be increased at Ebbsfleet Green, which opened in 2020. A man who deliberately drove his car at a pedestrian walking in an Edenbridge car park has been jailed for six years. 
Samuel Tolman left his victim suffering serious facial injuries and several broken vertebrae after he was thrown onto the bonnet of his Aldi in July 2020. The 30-year-old from Copthorne in West Sussex claimed it was an accident but was found guilty by a jury at Maidstone Crown Court. After a sharp drop at the start of the year, coronavirus cases in most parts of Kent have started to go up again. Latest figures today show nearly 16,500 people tested positive in the week to last Thursday, which is a 4% rise on the previous seven days. But Omicron doesn't seem to have caused a big spike in deaths. 29 were recorded in the county in the week to January the 14th. Meantime, a senior nurse at Kent's biggest hospital has said laws to ensure healthcare workers are double vaccinated will lead to many job losses. From April the 1st, all frontline staff will need to have both COVID vaccines or face being sacked. Well, the nurse who works at Medway Maritime and asked to remain anonymous hasn't had the jab after suffering a bout of COVID, which she believes would have given her antibodies. Well, a statement from NHS Kenton Medway says they're continuing to support and encourage staff who've not yet been vaccinated to take up the offer of the first and second doses ahead of the April 1st deadline. Where people have not had a vaccination, they're having individual discussions about the reasons. You can let us know what you think about this today. We've got a poll within the story at Kent Online. The Kent Online Podcast. With Ball in Maidstone. The water supply for around 400 homes could be disrupted because of a burst water main in Rochester High Street. Southern Water have told us they'll have to switch off the supply while they carry out repairs between Foundry Wharf and Ship Lane, but it's hoped using tankers will keep water supplies going and the road will also have to be closed. A £1.9 billion merger between National Express and Stagecoach, which, as you may know, runs bus services in parts of Kent, is being investigated by the UK's competition. Watchdog. An initial enforcement order has been served and that stops the firms from fully combining while the deal is being looked into. The Competition and Markets Authority is also preventing the companies from selling off any UK assets. People living on a mobile home site in Medway fear new security measures will leave some people unable to collect parcels or even welcome visitors. The owners of Island Park in Who have brought in new rules for the opening of the gate and barrier system at one entrance. Residents have been told they now need to collect deliveries and let guests in themselves after the number of people trying to access the site dramatically increased. Well, previously, site workers would do it, but they say with up to 70 deliveries a day, it's no longer possible. Kim Briley lives there and isn't happy. I just think it's really um, immoral what he's done to us because we have some very elderly people up here and we have people that have, you know, walking problems and I myself have got arthritis and a heart condition I'm working from home because I'm vulnerable I'm working for the NHS um, and there's a pandemic going on and people are not going to the shops as much because they want to limit how much they're in the shops if they're vulnerable so yes there probably has been more deliveries and I'm one of the younger residents and I find it immoral but for the older residents it's it's terrible. I just think it's really immoral what he's done. And when I got that memorandum Christmas Eve, it, it made me cry because I was like, this is so frustrating because we don't have a leg. In fact, that's the dream I was sold, that there, there would be some sort of number pad or some sort of Wi-Fi system that I would be able to let people in and out with. And that I was sold a dream and the dream hasn't come true. Like, 
almost we're almost like prisoners up here now. Owner Dennis Swan has told the Kent Online podcast that anyone with a problem should contact them, but added that leaving the barrier open is breaching their security. He also said that if people are vulnerable, they will, of course, get help. A Sunday League footballer has been banned from the game for more than a hundred days after threatening to knock out a referee. It happened after he was red carded during a game in the Orpington and District Premier Division last November. He's also been fined seventy-five pounds and needs to do an online education programme after an FA disciplinary hearing found he committed similar offences in the past. A famously wonky building on Rochester High Street is going to be turned into a micropub and bottle shop. The new owners of the property on the high street, not far from the castle, are planning to serve craft beers and bar snacks. The 500-year-old Grade 2 listed building has been empty since Food Glorious Food closed down last year. And two outdoor concerts are going to be held at Quex Park in Birchington this summer as part of events to mark the Queen Platinum Jubilee. They'll happen over the long bank holiday weekend in June. A prom on the Saturday will finish with a firework display and there'll be a gig featuring several tribute acts the following day. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham are off the bottom of the League One table, although still didn't manage to get a win last night. They were held to a goalless draw by Shrewsbury Town at Priestfield. However, looking at it from a positive point of view, it's their first point and clean sheet since New Year's Day. Well, our Jill's reporter Luke Cordell caught up with caretaker boss Steve Lovell after the final whistle. We worked hard, I just said to the boys, I can't fault their commitment. I told them before the game, you know, they, they've given everything in, the, in the, the two previous games and I said if they give everything again and work hard and put the effort in. I think, um, you know, that the, we would create, I think, enough chances to win the game if we kept them, uh, kept the clean sheet. Um, they, they, they didn't hurt us at all. You know, they didn't hurt. I don't think Pontus had, had hardly a shot to save. Um, we had a few attempts on goal and uh, it was one of them games, I think, where we had a, quite a bit of possession, mainly, you know, in the second half. Uh, but in the final third, we didn't we didn't produce what um, what we have done in the previous two games, so that's a disappointing fact again. You know where we've scored in the other games but conceded. Uh, today we've kept a clean sheet and um, not scored, so you know it, it's, it's, it's an improvement um, in one side of it and not in the other. So we've got to put all, start putting it all together. But as I said, I can't fault I can't fault the effort of the boys. They, they give everything, and uh, that's all you can ask. All credit to the boys. They, they, as the game went on, they, I think they were started to pick up, and they just we just needed something to just fall for us in the box, or um, you know, a, a chance to go in. And I think if I, you know, it just it just lifts everybody. Um, but you know, it didn't happen. But as I said, I always take positives out of things, and it's a point, it's a clean sheet, and we're off the bottom of the table. And Ben Reeves not involved today. What's the nature of his injury, and how badly? Um, he's done ligaments in his ankle. Um, he could be out for another three weeks, which is a great miss for us. Because you know, since I've been here, he's been brilliant. He's been excellent. Um, so we, again, we missed missed that little bit of quality on you the ball tonight. That tonight with him. Well, of course we did. You know, I I would have loved to have um, had him available for selection as I would have V. You know, so you know, it, but he wasn't. So we we went with what we got tonight, and the boys stopped at a proud done us you know, the club proud by going out there and working hard and giving everything they got 
Gillingham welcome promotion chasing Oxford United to Priestfield on Saturday in another crucial game. It ended one all when the sides met back in September. Cricket now and Kent Sam Billings is in the England T20 side who will be trying to take the lead in their five-match series against the West Indies later. It's currently tied at one all after Owen Morgan's men got a one-run win in the second match on Monday. Play gets underway in Bridgetown at 8pm our time. And Kent's Tammy Beaumont and Natasha Farrant are in the England squad for their Ashes test later. Two of their T20 matches in the multi-format series were abandoned because of rain in Australia. Plays due to get underway in Canberra at 11 tonight and the Aussies are currently leading the Ashes 4-2 on points. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online Premium site by subscribing. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on the site today, you can check out our guide to Latino food in Kent as reporter Juliana from Brazil checks out some eateries in Kent providing a taste of home. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.